At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome to Football Friday on the Edge. Matt Eumanns here with Scott Kellen today for the full hour. JVT is off today, finishing up the NBA betting guide for VSIN, which is going to be out uh, very soon. Believe it or not, the NBA season's right around the corner. This show is all NFL from wire to wire. And uh, Scott, you're just back from Cabo, a quick vacation. How was it? Uh, it was great, Matt. And I learned uh, pineapple juice as a chaser with tequila is outstanding if you've never done it. So a lot of tequila shots, never with a chaser. Highly right recommend there. it. Okay. That's your tip for the day? Are That's you my have tip. Yeah, we'll have some football tips, okay. too, but we try to, you know, be very uh, robust here. So, uh, you know. <laughs> Follow Scott on Twitter at NFL, And uh, Scott's a former Las Vegas contest winner and does thorough write-ups on uh, all the games from an analytical and uh, trend perspective. And where can people find your write-ups? Uh, at SixCentsSports.com or uh, at SixCentsNFL. I want to recap last night's game uh, briefly. It's always, I think, worthwhile to take a look back when you can learn something from the game. The Bengals, not accustomed to the big favorites role. And uh, you you can see that last night, that uh, they did not handle it well when they were expected to win and expected to win big. But Joe Burrow brought the team back in the second half last night. The Bengals trailed 14-0. Urban Meyer went for it down by the goal line, uh, trying to, I guess, essentially put the game away. In the second quarter, it failed. The Bengals fought back. Joe Burrow in the second half, 17 for 20, 253 yards, two TDs on the final winning drive, five for five, 68 yards. Uh, The Jaguars have now lost 19 consecutive games, tied for the second longest streak in NFL history. That from ESPN Stats and Info. Uh, Scott, 24-21 was the final last night, stayed under the total. There was a potential there for more points at a missed field goal, chip shot field goal for Cincinnati. Uh, Jaguars denied at the goal line, but the Bengals get a win that they really had to have if uh, they want to stay in that race in the AFC North. You got to win games like that at home against uh, teams like the Jags when you're seven and a half point favorites. Yeah, it's a good sign for them. I, I caught a little bit. I was uh, on a layover and then got home like 10, 11 o'clock last night and it was being replayed on uh, NFL Network. So I watched a little bit of it. Um, you know, look, they went last week and beat Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. Say what you want about the Steelers, but mm-hmm. that that's a meaningful yes. win. Yes. They win this game that they're supposed to, and they were down, right? So, I mean, there's some good signs for this club, and we know their defense has played a lot better this year than what we've seen in the past. So, some 
kind of bright future for him uh, a little bit. At least they're, they're winning the games they need to win. Joe Burrow is one reason for that bright future for sure. Trevor Lawrence played better last night in the uh, duel of number one pick quarterbacks. And uh, the Jaguars, I think, have to like, come away a little bit encouraged that uh, at least they played better last yeah. night. They were in position to win. They should have won the game last night. Yeah, you, you build off this, right? Lawrence looks a little bit better. They'll continue to build off it, and they need more players, obviously, but uh, at least they showed up and looked respectable. So I know a lot of people in Survivor Contest were thrilled that the Bengals <laughs> won that game last night. A lot of people sweating uh, with the Bengals pick in the Survivor. We move on to preview the rest of NFL Week 4 with Scott Kellen. And, Scott, we're going to start the top of the rotation, as we always do, with Washington and Atlanta. And the Washington football team blown out last week at Buffalo, and the numbers for this defense are surprisingly bad so far. Uh, that aside, Washington is a one-and-a-half-point favorite at Atlanta, total of 48. Yeah, I like uh, – I'm kind of kicking myself. There was a, you know, a few um, plus ones available uh, early in the week that I would have loved to have Washington on. Um, but I like Washington in this game. I haven't bet it yet. I don't know if I will bet it, but I would definitely lean their way. You kind of look at the stats here. They Washington is top three in allowing the least amount of pressure on their quarterback, mm-hmm. and and then you got Atlanta, who is sixth worst in creating pressure. So that alone just kind of tells me if they choose to throw the ball a little bit here, Heineke's going to have the ability to step back, should have a fairly clean pocket to be able to throw the ball down the field against an Atlanta defense that's not great. Washington also eighth best in success rate, and Atlanta is fourth worst in success rate. Um, you know, Atlanta's, it's, it's just, you know, Atlanta's always had this great offense and bad defense. They have a really bad offense this year, and Washington actually has been above average uh, offensively. So I think this is kind of tailor-made for them. Uh, the one bright spot here for Atlanta is they do get A.J. Terrell back, I believe. Uh, he's 11th best in yards uh, per coverage snap allowed, so it'll help the secondary a little bit. But Washington's also getting Curtis, Curtis Samuel back, which is a, a big uh, help for them at the receiver position. Eileen Washington, uh, I think they're just a better team in this game. I'm 11 and four in the circuit contest, and two of my losses are Washington. Well, they haven't covered the spread yet this year, right? So I'm going to stay away from Washington. <laughs> Is this the new Giants for you? I don't know. It might be. <laughs> it's uh, always a team in the NFC East, it seems. At the Westgate Superbook right now, Washington, a two point favorite. At circuit, the number is one. Uh, let's move on to Lions and Bears. I did play the Lions plus three. I should have grabbed that three and a half early in the week, Scott, but this Bears offense was historically bad last week with Justin Fields making his rookie, making his first start, the rookie quarterback. Uh, one, I think one net yard after you factor in the sacks, I believe, last week, right? Uh, 47. 47. 47 after the sacks? net yards, uh, 47 total net yards, okay. I think. So. Well, pa- I mean passing, sorry. Oh, yeah, he yeah. passed for 68 yards, but yeah, for, yeah. The, total, the team offense was 47 total net yards, one of the worst offensive performances in NFL history. So here's their one potential hope here, because you're right. They're uh, just under three yards worse than average throwing the ball, which is just, I think they average like 2.6 or 7 yards a pass. It's crazy bad. Uh, but Detroit does allow 8.8 yards a pass against teams that average 7.1. So they're like 1.7 yards a pass worse than average. So maybe they get something going there. Um, and Detroit is below average throwing the ball. Uh, the Bears are above average defending the pass. I do lean Detroit here. Uh, I've got a lot of good situations on Detroit. I have thought about maybe taking Detroit in a teaser now that you know we're down to two and a half at most places. Um, the one thing Chicago did well last year, they beat up on bad teams. They lost to good teams. Obviously, Detroit's a bad team. But if I did anything here, I would only look Detroit. Uh, and, and a teaser, I think, might be a good option. I, I, it's hard to see the Bears running away with the game. Very hard to see that. The Bears were up uh, big on the, on the Bengals and let them back in the game. Barely won by three. I laid two with the Bears that week, had to sweat it out. The Lions faced one of the league's toughest schedules, 49ers, Packers, Ravens, up to this point. Now, actually outplayed the Packers for a half, and the Ravens for long stretches. Defense for Detroit helped Baltimore to one for ten on third downs last week. And uh, Jared Goff, at this point, 69.9% completions, 288 yards per game, 5-2 to TD to interception ratio. Uh, The Bears, last week, Justin Fields sacked nine times. I just uh, find it hard to believe a team like this could lay a full three points even against a, a bad team like the Lions. All right, next up, Titans and Jets. I know some sharp betters who are going to take the bait with the Jets here and took the, took the seven points. It's dropped to six or six and a half at most spots. Titans favored on the road, total of 44 and a half. 
I like the Jets here. I did take them seven and a half earlier in the week. Obviously, we're under seven now, uh, but I would still take them. You know, Matt, this game reminds me a lot when Cleveland came to town last year and they were decimated at the receiver position because of COVID. Uh, and I believe the Jets ended up winning that game. Probably should have lost the game at the end, but. Um, but I like the Jets here. Titans are going to be without uh, A.J. Brown, obviously out with, without Julio Jones. Yes, the Jets only average 4.3 yards a pass, but they've actually played teams that only give up 4.6 yards a pass. They're not that far below average. Turnovers mm-hmm. has been have been the real killer for them. They have to avoid turning the ball over. Tennessee has been awful throwing the ball this year. Uh, they're obviously without the two receivers. Bud Dupree is going to be out as well. And the one thing Tennessee wants to do is run the ball. They've actually been about average running the ball this year, but the Jets actually stopped the run pretty well. And I think they'll get Jamison Crowder back as all uh, as well. So I think the Jets, call me crazy. I think the Jets, you never know what you're going to get from Eric Wilson. I think they have a chance to win this game. I'm not going to call you crazy. <laughs> not for this. I actually think uh, that if I would have grabbed, I was thinking about grabbing the seven with the Jets, but hesitated. It's easy to hesitate when you're thinking about making a Jets bet. Uh, I stayed away from this one, but the Titans, you said their offense is going to be shorthanded this week. I wouldn't be surprised to see if the Jets finally have a shot to win a game uh, this week. B-Sense Point Spread Weekly is out now, and in this edition we break down Tom Brady's return to New England and his face-off with Bill Belichick. I focus on Lane Kiffin's showdown with Nick Saban in the Ole Miss-Alabama game. Brady Cannon evaluates the Week 4 NFL contest plays, and Adam Burke breaks down situational spots that have the maximum value this week in football betting. These stories and more in this week's edition of Point Spread Weekly. Download it today or go to vcin.com slash subscribe for more information. vcin.com slash subscribe. All right, Scott, we got one more game to get to in this segment. Browns and Vikings. I'm not going to tell you which way I'm leaning here, but I played the Vikings the past two weeks, and they got the cover at Arizona. They got the win last week against Seattle. Uh, Vikings again in that two-point home dog roll this week against the Browns. Total of 51 and a half. I like the Vikings in a teaser, Matt, uh, going up to eight, uh, eight and a half, depending on where you get that line. Pretty good situations for me uh, with Minnesota in this game uh, or going against Cleveland. Brown's 29th worst in allowing pressure, and the Vikings have actually been pretty good putting pressure on the quarterback. They're sixth best in the league in, in putting pressure on the quarterback. The one negative here for Minnesota, I think, the Browns have been above average running the ball. Minnesota's been below average stopping the run. That's going to favor Cleveland. And Cleveland's actually been pretty good stopping the run, and obviously the Vikings want to do that as well. Uh, so the Vikings may struggle a little bit to run the ball. We don't know how healthy Delvin Cook will be. But Greg Newsom, uh, the the draft pick for uh, the Browns, who was fifth best in yards per coverage snap this year in the NFL, he's out this game in the secondary. That will help the Vikings a little bit as well. I think there's a slight bit of value on Minnesota and at a teaser, uh, getting up over a touchdown. I think they can keep this game close. Their offensive line has actually played pretty well this year, even though it hasn't been a great offensive line. So uh, I think they can stay in this game. Probably a little bit lower scoring game than normal because both these teams are a little bit slower paced as well. I like the Vikings in a teaser. All right, I got the Vikings plus two here this week, just like it did last week, plus two against Seattle. Uh, The Browns are not going to pick on a rookie quarterback this week. It's not Davis Mills. It's not (laughs) Justin Fields. Kirk Cousins is playing as well as any quarterback in the league. Hey, pro football focus has only graded graded only two quarterbacks with an 80-plus rating in each of the first three games, Tom Brady and Kirk Cousins. This Vikings offense can run the ball, and uh, I think uh, the Vikings are in a good spot to get another win this week under – valued in the uh, betting market. Uh, so I played the Vikings plus two. Hey, this Vikings team is this close to being 3-0. and I know. And, yeah. you know, they give up, I think, 8.3 yards a pass, but they played three teams that average 8.3. So they've actually been fairly average uh, defending the pass. And like you said, Cousins has been fantastic. All right, that's Scott Kellen. Quick break. Back in a couple minutes on the edge. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. (laughs) 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is The Edge on VSEN, the sports betting network. Hey, make this your best football betting season ever. Start your VSEN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, plus full access to vsin.com data and analysis. You get everything VSEN has to offer for only $22 a month. Sign up now at vsin.com slash subscribe. Scott Kellen here at Six Cents NFL. As Scott, we continue the NFL rundown for week four. We are through four games we get to the fifth one down on the rotation. This is a bit of a suspicious line to me. I was talking about this with a, a friend yesterday who can't figure it out either. So the, the Dolphins are one-and-a-half, two-point home favorites over the Colts who mm-hmm. have all sorts of injury issues right now. I had seven starters sitting out of practice this week. Uh, yeah, the Dolphins were blown out at home by the Bills, but they took the Raiders in overtime. I thought Jacoby Brissett played fairly well last week. It's hard to find many positives in the Colts. Uh, total is 42-and-a-half, so a low total on this game. Uh, do you like either side in Colts-Dolphins? Oh, man, Matt. I uh, This is the same situation as last week for me with the Colts. They were in some pretty good situations, and it was just very hard to pull the trigger. It also be they didn't cover, of course. They're in some really good situations for me again. Uh-huh. But I look at these teams. They're both uh, about uh, – well, they're both below average throwing the ball uh, and pretty similar, similarly below average. They're both uh, below average running the ball, again, kind of similar. And they're both slightly below average defending the pass and the run. So they're all kind of the, they have kind of the same numbers as far as being below average. Um, and lo and behold, here they are, you know, one and a half, two point favorite. I'd love to tease the Colts, but like you said, they got so many things going on with them right now. Uh, it's just very hard to believe that they're going to be able to compete or know that they're going to compete. Uh, and, you know, Miami's got a few pieces. Like you said, Brissett's not that bad that. You know, you, they could take advantage of them a little bit. They've certainly got skill position players. It's no play for me. I do lean under a little bit, but it's very hard to go under such a low total like this in NFL these days, too. Yeah, 42 and a half, basically painted across the board. The Colts 5-2 and two against the spread in their past seven road games. Uh, Dolphins 12-2 and two at ATS in their last 14 after a loss. Um, Dolphins also under the total 7-3 and three in their last 10 as a favorite. If you care about trends like that, we got them up there. On the screen for you. Okay. Yeah, I didn't play Dolphins-Colts either. The line just looks a little bit suspicious. I, I can't get on the Colts' side um, with with uh, all their injuries. Agree. Hard to do. And the last week, I know a lot of guys who liked the Colts and came away with a loss. Yeah. And that one at Tennessee and their offense was impotent. All right, how about Panthers and Cowboys? Mina Kimes of ESPN said the other day, this Cowboys offense is now her favorite offense in the NFL to watch. Cowboys, four-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, total is 51.5, obviously the Panthers without Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, and without J.C. Horn in the secondary, yep. who was uh, third best this year in yards for coverage snap allowed. So they, they do, I know they picked up, I think it was Henderson this week, but not even sure if he's playing. But um, I wanted to play Carolina here. My numbers now, you know, with these injuries, actually lean a little bit towards Dallas. I'm not going to play either side. Uh, my numbers lean towards the under a little bit, but I could see where this game could be a little higher scoring. Panthers, uh, their fifth best in big plays, passing plays of 20 yards or more. Cowboys second worst in giving those up, so I could see some big plays from Carolina. Uh, the real the real question here is going to be, we know Carolina's defense from a number standpoint has been outstanding the first three weeks, 
Does that hold true now against this team, right? Um, and if it does, then Carolina has a very good chance to win the game, I think. Um, but, you know, if we find a few holes in there and, and you know, Dallas can move the ball, then, you know, maybe Carolina's not as good as we think. So that's kind of what I'm watching to see. I'm not playing anything in the game. Um, I'd love to play Carolina. I wish, you know, both Horn and McCaffrey were healthy. I think this would be a great game, but right. uh, nothing for me. Yeah, I, I, this was a spot I was looking to play the Panthers too, but like you said, with J.C. Horn out on defense, McCaffrey out, and, I, you know, I think this Panthers defense is legit in terms of being a top-ten defense. It's not the number-one defense yeah. in the NFL like a lot of the numbers reflect uh, right now, so it's probably going to be a stay away for me. By the way, the Panthers 8-0 against the spread in their last eight road games. Uh, all right, let's move on to Giants and Saints. This number's come down from 8 to 7, a uh, total of 42. What do you think betters are on the Giants? You think they are on the Giants? Why do you think they are? Oh, this number's come down from eight to I seven. Boy, I in don't the past know. Couple days. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, the Saints have been a weird team. They've blown teams out a, or got blown out, right? Saints and, are going to be a very popular teaser side, I think, for a lot of people. Too. And I'm going to tell you, Matt, I'm going to have them in a teaser. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, here's the way I look at this: Giants eighth worst in generating big pass plays, so they're not moving the ball down the field. Saints tenth best defending it, so I don't see a lot of big plays coming from the Giants. Also throw in, of course, Slayton, Shepard are out. Who knows how uh, you know ha- uh, healthy Kenny Galladay is. Um, on defensive side, Giants lose Blake Martinez. He's yeah. out. Um, they've got more issues on the offensive line as well. Um, and, the, you know, the few things that the Giants have done okay this year, they've been actually a little bit okay throwing the ball, okay running the ball. But the Saints stopped both of those things very, very well. And even though the Saints have been kind of average running the ball, the Giants have been horrible defending the run. This just seems tailor-made for the Saints to run the ball down their throat, and I just don't see how the Giants are going to create big plays, especially missing those receivers. So I think asking the Saints just to basically win the game in a teaser is a decent play here. Yeah, the um, the Giants have actually been uh, – they were feisty on the road against uh, Washington, and I, I could actually see why you would play the Giants at more than seven here. I, I also think the Saints are going to be uh, popular with the public on a teaser. Uh, Saints last week surprised me. That was one loss I had. I played the Patriots, and the Saints dominated the Patriots from the outset. So they've looked really good one week, really bad in week two, really good again in week three. Uh, What's the true Saints team? How high do you have this team ranked uh, in the NFL? Is this a top eight team in the NFL? Is this an elite eight team? Well, using my priors, no, my priors kind of um, didn't really favor the Saints very well at all. Obviously, their numbers are looking better now, the first three weeks of the season. So they're moving up there a little bit, but I'm still relying uh, pretty heavily on the priors. So I don't have them top eight. Um, like you said, they're schizophrenic. And, and Jameis Winston hasn't really done a whole lot that makes you feel like you got Drew Brees back there where you can count on him every single mm-hmm. week either. You know, he's kind of managed the game. They've taken the ball out of his hand to a degree. Yeah, he made a crazy throw last week. It ended up being a touchdown pass, but it was an ill-advised throw, and Sean Payton was all over him after it happened. So Winston still got those uh, loose characteristics where he gets loose with the ball. Uh, how about the Giants? This is one role I like the Giants yes. in. The road dog role, 21-6 and six against the spread. Their last 27 as road dogs. Yeah, we talked about that last year. Yeah. I had them at Washington, too. You know, because to me, Washington's a team – at least thinking back to the game, it went to four. I took them plus four. They're not a team that really should be laying a whole bunch of points, so I grabbed them. Uh, you know, Saints are a little bit better equipped to do that, although you know I don't think they've been great as favorites either. But, again, I'm just trying to get them to win the game, and I, I think they're the better team. But, again, you know they've been all over the place this year. I had the Giants on my list of possible contest plays this week. I don't know if I'm going to use them. But uh, uh, the Saints' defense last week, man, looked like they had 15 guys on the field in the first half against the Patriots. All right, let's move on. One more game to get to here, Scott, before we take a break. And it's a good one. Chiefs as seven-point favorites at Philly, total of 54-and-a-half. I haven't played anything here, Matt, but uh, I may, before the weekends, before the game start, take Philly in this one. Um, I don't know what to think of Philly. They've now got three guys probably down on the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, but this Kansas City defense is not good. I went I went against them last week. Uh, they've been really, really, really bad. Yeah. And... Um, you know, Philly didn't run the ball a whole lot on Monday night, but they're above average running the ball, and the Chiefs are below average defending the run. I could see Philly trying to just pound the ball uh, on them and, and then try to hit a couple big plays over the top. Yes, they've got three guys out on the offensive line, but at least Hurts is mobile to overcome some of that, hopefully. Uh, you know, 
I, I don't know how good Kansas City is. They're obviously very, very good. The offense has still been very good, but should they be laying seven points with that kind of defense on the road to a okay Philly team? I'm not so sure. Yeah, I'm not so sure either. Uh, the KC defense, JVT and I have talked about this a lot, a lot of weaknesses on that Kansas City defense, and those have been exposed here early in the season, but Patrick Mahomes has also been loose with the ball. Yes. Turnovers have been a big issue. Uh, fumbles by Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, so with it, he's not going to, I don't think he's going to continue being a fumbler, but uh, the Chiefs, one and two, I think you're getting a highly motivated team just based on Patrick Mahomes' comments this week. I think the Chiefs are going to be fully focused. Did you think they were motivated last week? Uh, you would think so, but they were coming off that big Sunday night game where they blew it at Baltimore, yeah. and uh, this week at one and two, uh, Mahomes talked about with their backs to the wall, I think you are going to have a fully focused Chiefs team. I, I played the Chiefs on a teaser last week and lost. I was very irritated by that game. I think a lot of people are going to look to play the Chiefs on a teaser yes. this week just to win straight up in Philly. Yeah, especially Philly off the Monday night you know, looking bad. Uh, Chiefs haven't covered a game yet this year either. And, you know, last by year the they way, were. The Chiefs are 112 and 1 against the spread in their last 14. I know we have 2 and 12 up there in the screen, but it's also, uh, I think, 112 and 1. Yeah. Whichever and... way you look at the closing number. And they were what, like seven to one or eight and one or something in close games, seven yeah. points or less last year. They're one and two this year. That stuff kind of regresses too. And a few turnovers here and there, and all of a sudden they're not winning the close games. Um, you know, it's, maybe they're just coming back to earth a little bit here. Eagles, uh, very disappointing performance Monday night against the Cowboys. We'll see if they bounce back from that. Uh, closing thoughts here in the last twenty seconds or so. What what do you do with a total of fifty four and a half in a game like this? Uh, you know, I made the number I think a little bit less than that. And if Philly does run the ball, and they should be able to, and they can c- control clock, grind the clock, um, and keep it away from Kansas City, this is a pretty high total uh, in the NFL. I would probably only look under. All right, that's Scott Kellen. Follow him at Six Cents NFL. Going to take a quick break. When we come back. We have uh, the second half of the rotation to go through, and the biggest. Underdog of the week. We'll talk about next. This is the Edge on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of the Edge is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen is working to create a world where you can enjoy life on your own terms. Zen nicotine pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and hassle-free tobacco alternatives that can be enjoyed on the go anywhere and anytime so you never miss a minute of the game or the tailgate party. Available in 10 varieties, including spearmint coffee and citrus. Zen can be found at convenience stores nationwide so you can find your Zen wherever you are. Zen's nicotine pouches are clean and discreet with no lingering smell. Plus, it's easy to use indoors or out, making it the perfect complement to your everyday. Also, Zen comes in two strengths, so you have control over your nicotine satisfaction. Zen contains nicotine. It is only for adult nicotine consumers 21 or older. Learn more and find your local retailer at ZYN.com. That's ZYN.com, Zen.com. All right, Scott Kellen, let's continue the NFL Week 4 rundown, and uh, we have the biggest dog of the week, the Houston Texans. With uh, Davis Mills, a rookie at quarterback, catching 17 and a half at Buffalo. Now, this is what I'll say about this game. I, I'm not a big believer in look-ahead spots in the NFL. I think those situations apply mm-hmm. far more often with college teams. But this could be one for the Bills, who face a trip to Kansas City in Week 5. And I think this line is so high in the game for a few reasons. Tyrod Taylor remains out with an injury, so mm-hmm. Mills is going to get to start again for Houston. Bills quarterback Josh Allen, who's been ripped by JVT through the first two weeks, is back on track. He got back on track last week in that blowout of Washington. And Buffalo's outscored his last two opponents 78-21. to 21. Uh, Anything you see here that might get you on the dog at 17.5, I know you're not going to lay the points. No, I'm not taking. I'm not laying. Um, and like you said, I don't really get it into look-ahead games and all that. But human nature, I mean, they're coming off two big wins, right? Uh, and now you know you're playing a team that's not good and a quarterback that's, you know, barely played in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, human nature can cause you to overlook it a little bit. And here's the other thing. If they get some kind of cheap score, punt return, good field, you know, they score off it. Um, you know, all of a sudden they got 14 points somehow in some lucky way. That number just becomes that much tougher, but nothing for me. Texans have recovered four of their last five on the road. They hung tough in a 10-point loss at Cleveland in week two, but Tyrod Taylor played half of that game. And um, I, I think, if anything, if you're going to take the 17.5, it's only worth a small bet. Let's move on. 
uh, to the next game, and that is one that's drawing a lot of betting action this week. JVT likes the Rams. Uh, the dog is getting uh, some sharp money this week, and I think some of your money is on the Arizona Cardinals, who are now, this line has dropped from five to four at most spots, and the total is 54 and a half, and obviously 55 also out there. Obviously, the Rams off a big win last week over the Bucks. Yeah, I like Arizona in this game. Uh, you know, people are talking about Arizona's secondary is not that good. And that, you know, there might be some truth to that, but they still put pressure up front. And those two kind of, those two things kind of go hand in hand. And I'm looking here, Arizona, their 10th best and fewest sacks allowed. Now they could have a couple injuries on the offensive line that bear watching. Uh, but short of that, they've been very good in terms of not allowing a lot of sacks. And the Rams, uh, who are supposed to have this very good defense, uh, they're eighth worst in creating pressure. So if they're not going to get pressure on Arizona, and again, they got some offensive line injuries that we need to pay attention to, but Arizona fourth best in success rate, um, the Rams eighth worst in allowing success rate. So the Rams defense is not that good. When I look at all this together, I see both these teams are about, when you look at offense and defensive matchups, they're both about one and a half yards per pass, better than average trying to throw the ball which said they're, they're kind of equal in those terms. I make the number two, and that's giving the Rams two points for home field advantage. Really? I don't even know if that's valid, right? Uh, so I think, you know, there's some value here in Arizona. The Rams have destroyed these guys, I think, the last eight games, and I've been on some <laughs> of those games. Yeah. Uh, I'm just hoping that maybe this is a little bit different uh, Arizona team now. Speaking of that, take a look at our graphic here. Ah, there you Silenced go. by the Rams. <laughs> that's a playoff, one of my favorite movies, Silence of the Lambs. You ever see that? I have, yes. <laughs> uh, Sean McVay. And the Rams versus the Arizona Cardinals the last four years, 8-0 and with a plus-160 point differential. That's 20 points per game. Uh, last year, the Rams won 38-28, 18-7. 2019, 34-7, 31-24. 2018, 34-0, 31-9. 2017-33-0, and 32-16. Now, the Cardinals did close the gap last year with Kyler Murray at quarterback. So if, if you want to look at a positive, that's it. Last year was the most competitive year uh, between these teams in the Sean McVay era. Well, and looking at, and obviously they can take their foot off the gas and, and all that kind of stuff, right? But Rams consistently scoring in the 30s and the Cardinals not able to score. Maybe this is the year they can finally score. And I, and I do think this Rams team is like, I don't know, was it 2018 or something where they just outscored a lot of people? Mm-hmm. Defense wasn't that good. Uh, I'm, you know, the Rams defense isn't bad. They got Donald Ramsey, obviously, but unlike Tampa last week where Ramsey could kind of take them out of that because they were Antonio Brown didn't play. Cardinals got a lot of offensive threats that they can go at you with. Yeah. Uh, and it's a little bit harder, I think, for the Rams to protect themselves in the secondary with against a team like this. Uh, the, the Buccaneers didn't even really try to run the ball against the Rams last week. Right, right. It's, I mean, and the Rams are giving up yards on the ground, I believe, yeah. too. So, But the Bucs haven't run the ball well all year either. So, All right, so Scott Kellen's on the cards. Would you take plus five? No, I'm embarrassed to say I got plus four. I got. I, I took it today. Actually, I was kind of waiting. I know JVT is on the Rams, but I think he laid four and a half for five. He didn't think this number was going down. He thought it was going up, and uh, that's not the case. All right, let's move on to Seattle and San Francisco. I saw this on NFL Network. Russell Wilson has never lost three consecutive games within a season in his NFL career, uh, so he's going to have to stop um, that trend this week because the Seahawks are on the verge of their uh, third straight loss if they can't pull this out in San Francisco. Niners, uh, two-and-a-half-point favorites are a couple spots, mostly three across the board, total of 52. So the Seahawks off losses to the Titans and the Vikings trying to get back on track here against the 49ers. Yeah, I played over, I think I played over 51-and-a-half. I made the number about 54, so 52-and-a-half starting to creep up there a little bit. Uh, but I do, uh, even at 52-and-a-half, lean over. I think the Seahawks are going to get, you know, their sixth best in big pass plays this year, uh, 20 yards or more. 49ers are 12th worst in giving up big pass plays. They got all the injuries in the secondary. Uh, you know, Green Bay was finding wide open receivers last week. Uh, and, you know, Rodgers and Wilson, I think they both can do the same thing, especially with the receivers that Seattle has. Uh, but I think Seattle or San Francisco is going to be able to move the ball as well. Now, Kittle, I don't know where Kittle's status is. I don't know if you've seen that, Matt. Yeah, but... the last I saw a tight end George Kittle for the Niners uh, looked like, I thought, just reading between the lines, doubtful. Yeah, someone was saying maybe a game-time decision. Uh-huh. That's you know that that's a pretty big impact. If he's out, um, you know, I wouldn't like the over as much, but I would like Seattle a little bit more than maybe in a teaser game uh, getting 8.5 because I don't see Seattle getting blown out in this game. Um, you know, I, I just don't see uh, – 
San Francisco being able to blow away. And, and they've been a pretty poor favorite with Garoppolo and Shanahan as well. So I would probably, if he's out, I would probably favor the teaser more than the over in this game. You've been mentioning teasers a lot. I've never known you. I know you play some teasers, but are you playing more now? I am, yeah. yeah. Last couple, well, last year a little bit, and then this year through some different metrics that I was running, just trying to find where there's some decent spots in them. So. All right, so the Niners, uh, three-point favorites still at most spots. I know some, the Seahawks have a, a great track record, in fact, as uh, road dogs, 9-3-1 and one against the spread. Last week they were road favorites at the Vikings. Played the Vikings. All right, let's uh, go on to the Ravens and Broncos. I think this is a really intriguing game. Uh, the Ravens were you know, four, four-and-a-half, five-point favorites in Las Vegas against the Raiders on that opening Monday night. Here they find themselves for most of the week one-and-a-half-point dogs. Now it has moved to pick them in a couple spots. Have um, are showing Ravens minus one, and that's even with the news that Lamar Jackson's banged up this week. The Ravens Broncos, what do you see here? Well, I think it's going to be an interesting game uh, in that um, we're going to find out, you know, potentially how good Denver is. Obviously, they've had three cupcakes, but you know, to their credit, you only play what's what's on your schedule, and they have blown those teams out, so uh, they've played well in those games. They got a couple uh, defensive injuries that we know about. Um, Chubb is out, and, and their linebacker a few weeks ago got hurt. Uh, they're going to be down one offensive lineman in this game. Um, it's kind of unique because Denver, you know, the strength of this Denver defense is their secondary. That's not necessarily how the Ravens are going to attack you. They're going to attack you through the run, and it's just a, obviously a very different run than you'd see with most teams. So it'll be interesting to see how Denver just defends that as a whole. Um, I kind of like Denver here a little bit uh, in that teaser again. If I can get them up over seven, uh, seven and a half, um, I might take a shot with them uh, in a teaser role. The Ravens, you know, they're still below average on defense. Um, it just becomes a question of how good is Denver here. And, you know, they've, they've been decimated a little bit at the receiver position as well. Hamler out, Judy a few weeks ago. So, uh, you know, they're having problems at the receiver spot as well. Uh, Ravens getting a couple guys back this week, so getting a little, slowly getting a little bit healthier. And uh, Lamar Jackson did return to practice today. So that was good news on the Ravens' front, and I think uh, maybe that's why that number has gone to pick him or Ravens minus one. I, I basically played I played Ravens plus one and a half for a small bet early in the week just based on the number. I didn't think they should be dogs in the game after opening as uh, five-point favorites in Vegas against the Raiders. And uh, I kind of like that Raiders – excuse me, that Ravens – Rushing offense matching up. Going to test this Denver defense, which has really not been tested. I mean, you played yeah. the Giants, the Jaguars, and the Jets. And you don't think that's tested them? <laughs> no team has had a weaker <laughs> schedule to start the season. That's why I think it's also a big step up in class uh, for the Denver Broncos this week. Hey, we have three more NFL games to get to. And also best bets in college football. I've got eight, eight best bets in college football we'll get to next. It's Matt Eumann, Scott Kellen here on the edge. Uh, back in a couple minutes on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. The new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. Betting splits are another way vcin is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. A lot of quality content up there every weekend. Ben Fox, our VP of digital content, does a great job uploading uh, stories. Every podcast, if you miss a show, up there at vcin.com. Scott, let's get to uh, best bets. I've got eight of them in college football. I've actually got uh, plays on 12 college football games so far. I left a few off this list, but this is uh, the the bigger bets I guess I've made throughout the week here. Notre Dame plus 2.5 over Cincinnati. Oregon State minus 2.5 over Washington. Misread that number. It's now down to Oregon State minus 1 at most spots, but I made Oregon State a three-point favorite, so I laid 2.5. Stanford plus 8 over Oregon. Mississippi. Plus 15 over Bama. Arkansas plus 19 over Georgia. Wisconsin minus one over Michigan. I like the Badgers a lot to bounce back this week. They're going to win that game with uh, the run game and defense. UCLA minus three over Arizona State Saturday night at the Rose Bowl. And I added one bet today after talking with Jimmy Ott of ESPN Radio Baton Rouge. LSU minus three over Auburn. Uh, That number's dropped from three and a half to three. In both cases, the UCLA and LSU game. Uh, this Notre Dame-Cincinnati game's got a lot of intrigue because the Bearcats are trying to crash the college football playoff party, which uh, no team outside the Power Five has done since 2014, the inception of the playoff. But I'm on the Notre Dame side here. I thought the betting market underrated the Irish last week. I think the same is happening this week. Irish Golden as home dogs since 2014. It's only happened four times. And Notre Dame's 4-0 straight up in the home dog role. Three-point dogs against Stanford in 2014, one by three. Notre Dame, a one-point dog to Miami in 2016, one by three. Irish catching three against Jim Harbaugh and Michigan to open 2018 season. Irish won that game by seven. And uh, last year, of course, Notre Dame, a five-and-a-half-point home dog to Clemson, won 47-40 in one, one of the uh, great games we've seen in college football in the last uh, ten years or so. Uh, so I'm playing the Irish as home dogs against Cincinnati. Also, best bets in the NFL. Uh, Scott, the first three weeks, I had a lot of plays in the NFL, a lot of games I liked. This week, I'm struggling to come up with uh, five sides and a really strong card. But I played the uh, Lions plus three over the Bears, the Vikings plus two over the Browns, the Ravens plus one and a half over the Broncos. And I got one teaser here on Packers and Buccaneers, knock each of them down to uh, half point favorites. So you can knock them down to one point favorites. But the Packs and the Pack and the Bucks. On a six-point teaser. So four plays. I'm searching for more in the NFL before I put my contest plays in. Tomorrow, we've got some tough decisions to make. Uh, Scott Kellen, how about your best bets in the NFL? Hey, first of all, Matt, 19 and 10 in college, 8 and 3 in the NFL, 27 13. That's pretty good for you. 27 and 13. It. It's yeah, good to start. I love it. Yeah. Uh, so we are going with, uh, we're going to take the Jets, even though that line's come down to six and a half now. I'll still take the Jets. No A.J. Brown, um, no uh, Julio Jones, no Bud Dupree. Jamison Crowder probably coming back for the Jets. Short of the turnovers, I think the Jets are not as bad as they look. If they turn it over again, we're going to lose this bet as well. But I think they have a chance to stay in this game and actually maybe even win the game. Uh, And then we're going to take, uh, in a teaser, two-team six-point teaser, we'll take New Orleans and Tampa Bay, uh, bringing both those down to uh, minus one point. Um, Giants missing Sterling Shepard. Uh, and uh, who else? Uh, Slayton, that receiver. Um, I think this is a tailor-made game for New Orleans. We'll get to the Buccaneers here in a second. And then uh, the last game here, we're going to go under Raiders, Chargers. We'll get to that one in a second as well. But under 51 and a half, uh, I think it's a, a decent play in that game as well. All right, Scott, at sixth cents NFL, if you want to follow him, and I know you're off to a good start in the NFL, I think 12 and five. 12 and five, yep. It's been good so far. 
All right, let's get to uh, the next game on the rotation, and uh, this is an intriguing game as well. The Big Ben and the Steelers with their backs to the wall. They were catching seven early in the week. Now this number's dropped to six and a half across the board, total of 45 and a half. So Steelers-Packers on uh, Sunday afternoon at Lambeau Field. I show a little bit of value here with Green Bay. Now Steelers looks like, I think last I was seeing, T.J. Watt's probably back. They might get Deontay Johnson back. Smith-Schuster might play. Um, so they might be getting a little bit healthy, which would be good. They still have a really bad offensive line, uh, and you know who knows with Big Ben. Um, the only way I would play this, I think, Matt, is in a teaser for Green Bay. Um, the Packers started playing Eric Stokes, their rookie cornerback, a few weeks ago, uh, and he is sixth best right now in yards per coverage snap allowed, so he is helping them uh, get, get Kevin King out of there a little bit. I think that's helping with Jared Alexander, and they could take on if the receivers, uh, if, if uh, Pittsburgh is healthy at the receiver position. So I like Green Bay to be able to win this game, and so – only way I would play this would be in a teaser, um, and I think there's some value there to play them in a teaser. What's your read on the Packers? Looks like Aaron Rodgers has uh, adjusted his attitude. He looks <laughs> rejuvenated. I mean, he, he's looked a lot yeah. better, obviously, the past couple weeks. In the wins over the Lions and the 49ers. Uh, <clears throat> but what's your overall read on the Packers? Because it's obviously a flawed team, even at 2-1. and one. Yeah, it's it a flawed. It should be 1-2. and two. Yeah, it's a flawed team. Offensive line still banged up. I think Jenkins is out again. Mm -hmm. But again, Rodgers, you know, really good quarterbacks like that can overcome a really bad offensive line. Yep. We know that. He gets rid of the ball quickly. I was surprised how, I don't want to say well that they played on defense last week, but the Niners have taken care of them uh, more times than, than not, right? And so somehow, some way, they came up and, and played well last week. They're an okay team. I mean, maybe they get healthier and, and a little bit better as the season progresses, but I don't see them as a team right now I think is going to challenge for the NFC Championship. Right. But, um, I don't you know, either. Rodgers so, can take them somewhere, but we'll see. Said Aaron Rodgers, when he's focused, can make up for a lot of shortcomings that the yep. Packers have. All right, let's move on to the Bucks and the Patriots. And uh, the game of the week, this is a soap opera storylines left and right, and this one and the Buccaneers are seven-point favorites. Now, you knew this was going to seven, and it was six and a half early in the week. I said, if you like the Bucks, lay it now because it's going to seven. Uh, the, but we talked about betting splits. It's all on the Bucks. Yes. I think you're going to get some sharp play on the Patriots before Sunday at plus seven, but the total is 49, 49 and a half. Uh, what's your read here on uh, Tom Brady, Bill Belichick? I like Tampa Bay on a teaser, uh, as we just talked about. Tampa, or uh, New England gives up 5.3 yards a pass, uh, which you'd think on the surface is pretty good. But they've played a collection of teams that only average 4.3 yards a pass. Mm-hmm. They're actually a yard below average uh, defending the pass, and that's where Tampa Bay is going to hit them. Antonio Brown will play this week. Now, Gronk might be a game-time decision, so that could impact them. Uh, but Jonathan Jones and J.C. Jackson are 101st and 102nd in yards per coverage snap allowed. Uh, for anybody that's played 50% of the snaps, that only goes 113 deep. They're almost at the bottom of the barrel defending the pass. Uh, and obviously, you no know, Gilmore. He's been out for a while and will be out for a while. So I think Tampa Bay can move the ball on him. And the one thing Tampa has done very well is stop the run. That's what New England wants to do. I don't know that New England will be able to run the ball. Obviously, Belichick, he's great at scheming and stuff. But I think asking Tampa Bay to win this game, I think they have a very good chance to win this game. They are also obviously decimated in the secondary a little bit. Jamal Dean's going to be out. But I don't know if New England can take advantage of that. That's not their 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 calling card to throw the ball. So um, I think this is a much better matchup this week for Tampa versus what they faced with the Rams last week. Now, last week, JVT and I were on the Rams, and you were on the Bucks. Yes. What happened to the Bucks last week? Uh, secondary. Got them killed, <laughs> right? Got them killed. <laughs> and that's what uh, we kind of thought the Rams were going to be able to exploit that weakness in the Tampa Bay secondary. I'm with you on this one. I, I think the, it's a really favorable matchup for the Buccaneers and their strengths are um, matching up against what the Patriots want to do here, and I think the Patriots' offense is going to struggle. I can make a case uh, for taking the Steelers plus seven or the Patriots plus seven, but like I said, I played a Packers-Buccaneers teaser. Knocked them both down from six and a half to a half point this week, and I thought that was the best way to play uh, those two games. Did you have an opinion on the total in the Bucks patriots game of 49-and-a-half? You know, early in the week before I went to Cabo, Matt, I actually played it over the total. Uh, I don't know if I love it now because I'm a little bit worried about how New England will be able to move the ball. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I'd suggest it. My numbers kind of suggested a little bit to the over. I did play it, but I'm not sure I would suggest it. All right, that's Sunday night football. That's going to be a big-time betting game, Buccaneers and uh, Patriots. Let's move to Monday night and the Raiders on Monday night for the second time in four weeks. They're three-and-a-half-point dogs. A lot of spots got three, so it's a split number. 
uh, right now, three, three and a half, total of 51 and a half across the board. Raiders, Chargers in L.A. on Monday night. I like the under here, Matt. So average points scored in the NFL this year, right around 47 points. So we're at 51 and a half. So obviously that's more points than the average score. And the Chargers defense is very good, good enough uh, to probably have a slight advantage against the Raiders. So I think the defense wins there. And, um, you know, the Raiders defense has been very good, but the Chargers offense has been average, I guess, which is good for the Raiders. But the Chargers offense has been well below average. So, again, defense wins there. So you got two teams that I think defensively are going to be a little bit better than the offenses with the matchups. And we're asking to score about four or five points more than the league average. So I think that gives us a little bit of value. And we know Staley is going to keep people back. He's not going to give up the big play. Uh, and the, the you know the Raiders have been very good at not giving up a big pass play as well. E- even though both these teams can hit big pass plays, I think they're going to keep it in front. And the one thing the Raiders might be able to do, even though they haven't been great running the ball, the Chargers haven't been great defending the run. Mm-hmm. The Raiders want to run the ball a little bit and eat some clock. I think this game's got an excellent chance to go into the total. I was talking about the Chargers being poor home favorites. If you look at the tech angle, Chargers 3-10-1 against the spread the last 14 as home favorites. That's Scott Kellen, Matt Humans. That wraps it up. For the week four preview here on the Edge VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s, dance away with hip-hop beats, and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 